Welcome to today's episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you speak up and speak out and helps restore your voice so you can use it for God's glory. So I pray everybody's having a a great day. Everybody should if you're in the Lord, right? Right? Jesus is the source of our joy. And that means we can do all things, right? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And then therefore we can do all things through Christ that gives us the strength to do so. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen out there to my listeners? Anyway, so today, uh, I really felt like the Lord wanted to impress upon you out there about what to focus on. There is absolutely a lot going on. Now, there is always a lot going on. There has always been a lot going on. In other words, this trouble over here, those wars over there. And you know what? It's called life. Jesus himself said, you will hear wars and rumors of wars. Okay? So, but he tells us not to focus on that in his word because after all everything we believe should be word based and he tells us to look up for our redemption draws near now I am not saying that Jesus is returning at any moment I don't believe that for one instant I don't see the signs for that even happening I don't see the signs of a one world government even close to happening Okay, there are a lot of signs and a lot of things that the Bible tells us that will happen right around, you know, when the Antichrist, whenever that happens, returns or shows up, not returns, shows up. All right. And and from what I see, the stage is not set. Now, I know many people, the preachers out there, which I do not believe in. So let me just make that clear. All right. Focus on this. Focus on that. This, that, and for for decades now, it's been this way for those who believe. uh, In other words, that Jesus is coming to take you out of and save you out of all troubles. You never have to go through troubles and be happy, go lucky. And yeah, okay, sure. And you know what? That is a sad belief to have, um, considering that, especially for those who travel to places where trouble is the norm. Places like Nepal, places like China, places in India, places Uganda, you name it. Where it is normal for people to live under oppression. Fear of their lives with nothing. And yet somehow Jesus is going to save us and take us out of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Rubbish. Not going to happen nowhere in the word. Now, you out there listening may say, brother, I think you're wrong. Well, here is your chance to prove me wrong. All right, in the description for this episode, as with every episode, there is a link. There is a link to leave me a voice message. So if you disagree with anything I'm saying in this episode or previous episodes, by all means, then have the courage, have the courage, have the boldness, have the boldness to leave me a voice message about it. All right, and whether you disagree or agree that's cool but if you agree leave me a voice message and you know what either what if you leave me a voice message there's a good chance you'll be featured in a future podcast episode and also linked down below in the description is my email so if you want to email me about what you may agree or disagree on whatever have you or just your thoughts 
there's, there's your chance as well. But either way, contact me. Let me know your thoughts. Just don't sit there fuming. Let me know your thoughts. But from what I've read in the Word, all right, nothing I see points to a preacher of rapture. Some of you may not understand what I'm saying, so let me just lay it out for you real quick. So, in the Bible, there's something that we call, it's not really explicitly stated in the Word, but we have called it the Great Tribulation, right? Like, as opposed to other tribulations that happen all the time in the world. Like I've told you, like, oppression in the chi- China and, and North Korea, we're, we're talking worldwide oppression of, of believers in Jesus. It's going to happen one day, someday. Now, there is a belief out there, which is a, a rather modern belief, by the way. Um, so we'll say in the past, you know, 100 or so years only, has been perpetuated that before the show starts, all believers in Jesus are going to be taken out. All right. And that's and that when that happens, the Holy Spirit is going to be taken out. Now, I'm just saying a belief. I'm not saying this is what I believe because I don't see it in the scripture. But somehow people are going to come to salvation. And you're like, how is that going to happen? Well, I don't know either because it's the Holy Spirit. And Paul makes this clear, by the way, when there was a separation, um, I believe in Corinth. Um, anyway, he makes a, a distinction. A, a, he makes it as clear as day. Some say I'm of Apollos. Some say I'm of Paul. Right. But he says, you know, Paul plants, Apollos waters, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings salvation, that brings people to salvation. So if there's no Holy Spirit, how are people going to be saved? I have no idea. Right. If we're the ones that are supposed to spread the gospel message to others, well, if we're taken out and nobody is going to do that, I don't know. And then that belief system just goes wackadoodle in all sorts of different ways. And like I said, I have studied this for myself. I've studied this without the filter of any man's teachings. I'm going to tell you, I was once pre-tribulation. And I studied this out without the filter. And I like to tell people I got an education by God instead. And I searched the scriptures, you know. I searched 1 Thessalonians. I see nothing there that tells me about the Holy Spirit being taken out. Okay, I see nothing where the church overall, say in Revelation, is taken out. Well, people say, well, the church isn't mentioned after, I think it's chapter 3 in Revelations. Well, that's because it was written to churches in Asia Minor at the time, in modern-day Turkey. And those are churches, not the church or the ecclesia or the community or body of Christ. Now, why am I saying all this? Because this pre-tribulation stuff fills people with fear and has them focus on everything but Jesus, right? We're focused on who the Antichrist might be. So why are we focused on the Christ, on the Antichrist when, by the way, the Bible does not tell us to focus on that. And by the way, um, compared to what is written about Jesus, whether in the Gospels, right, or in the rest of the New Testament writings, Jesus is the focus. And the man of lawlessness or the Antichrist, right, is mentioned very few times, actually, by the way. Much hope is given to what will happen, 
when it's all said and done absolutely but why is that because we get to focus on jesus so why are we focusing on the antichrist when we should be focusing on christ himself the bible tells us that specifically to fix our eyes upon the author and perfecter or finisher of our faith depending on your translation jesus himself and yet why are people filled with fear why do people just want to escape why are people running down rabbit holes and conspiracy theories and and saying this and that and the other thing is the mark of the beast it's because they don't focus on jesus anymore instead their focus is upon everything but jesus now i mean i mean so that leads me to the next point and i'm sure we'll circle back a couple times in the show but the anti uh the mark of the beast right for decades now okay for decades now people have been shouting this is the mark that's the mark i mean y2k it's the end of the world oh my goodness oh no they've got microchips that's now the mark of the beast well here we are decades later right since since chips came out hey the world keeps on spinning as always kept on spinning so now we have microchips embedded in everything from from government id cards right i used to be in the army for 20 years uh, to to your debit cards to your credit cards um all they have i guess that's not the mark of the beast after all and there's one example out of many i can use but we are focused now i guess the latest crazy thing is that the vaccine is the mark of the beast oh no let's freak out because the mark of the beast the mark of the beast the mark of the beast my goodness gracious man what does the bible tell us at the end of the day right do not worry right matthew chapter 6 right tells us not to worry why are we not to worry right because we seek what is the mark of the beast no seek who the antichrist may be nope what does the bible tell us seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness matthew 6 if we get that wrong and we seek after everything else then we should not you know be surprised when we're filled with worry anxiety bottom line filled with fear because by the way anxieties worry you name are just derivatives of fear and so here we are with christians that are somehow filled with fear because they're not focusing now now what are we supposed to focus on too how about the mark of the lamb now here we are focused on the mark of the beast when we should be focusing on the mark of the lamb my brother like what are you what are you saying well in two places in scriptures um um the mark that mark that i said not the mark of the beast is mentioned one in ezekiel again in revelation and they are both cross-referenced by the way if you use that okay so um let's see if we go to revelation 9 or it's or ezekiel chapter 9 both are marked so for the sake of time um go look at those for yourself but 
basically in Ezekiel chapter 9, right? This is a, 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 a what I like to call a precursor of the end times. Um, you could say, not the end times, but it shows us what it looks like. Okay? But anyway, so God is going to send an angel throughout the city, which I believe what it is, to kill you know, all the people, to take them all out who, who have fallen into the occult, into idolatry. It should be a warning for some of you out there. And but before that happens, he sends an angel, another angel. So everybody who has not fallen, everybody who complains and groans against the occult, against the demonic, to put a mark on their head, right? And everybody who has the mark of of the Lamb, the mark of God, the mark of Adonai, upon their head will be left alone and will be spared. Then we flip over to Revelation chapter nine, and the same thing happens. Okay, so we have um, these these you know crazy looking creatures, and you know I don't know if that's how they're gonna look. I, I don't I honestly um, don't don't um, know, but um, here we are in verse. We have to go start in chapter nine three. Then from the smoke came locusts upon the earth. The power was given to them like the scorpions have power over the earth they were told to do no harm to the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree but only to only the people who do not have the seal of god on their foreheads so we have both in ezekiel 9 and um revelation 9 both talk about a mark that that believers have upon their foreheads. Obviously, you can't see it because it's a spiritual mark. Just like I believe that the mark of the beast is a spiritual mark. Is those who have decided in their hearts to bow down and reject Jesus. No different than people do it today. Now you're like, what? Yeah. So for you, once saved, always saved crowd out there. You know, I guess you can stop listening to me about now um, because I reject that heretical belief of once saved, always saved, by the way. Okay, it's a heretical belief that, that that you know, leads people to live a life of sin because they don't believe that they have to ever repent because once they come saved, that's it, right? You know, I could go murder five dudes on the street. I'm still saved. Once they're double saved. Yeah, I know it's silly. And um, if you don't know by now, I believe that I do have a, um, a doctorate or should in sarcasm so there you go what i am talking about focusing on this mark right and i and i clearly clearly somewhere in the spirit right in other words you know what we can't see with our natural physical eyes but in the spirit right demons angels and such can see how we're marked now that would be a great concern to me because when the demonic looks at me I want them to see Jesus, right? I want them to see that mark upon my forehead, right? I want them to say, whoa, we got to be careful around that dude. He's got Jesus has marked him, right? All right, I said the seal of God, right? Who's God? Jesus is God. Yes, the Father is God and the Holy Spirit is God. I believe in this context is talking about Jesus because after all, Revelation is not the revelation of the mark of the beast. Revelation is not 
the revelation of the Antichrist or the false prophet. It is the revelation of Jesus as we see in Revelation chapter 1. This is the revelation of Yeshua Messiah or Jesus Christ. So that's why I believe when it says the seal of God, it's the seal of the Lamb because we're talking about Jesus. And if you don't think Jesus is God, then you can stop listening to me now because you are a heretic. And I know you're like, well, brother, you are awfully rough. No, I'm just a true speaker and I'm a lover of truth. Absolutely. So all that to be said, let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. Okay, I am back. You may say, oh, I don't hear, I didn't hear that. Well, it depends on where you're listening, you know, on this podcast. So, anyways, so we've been talking about what to focus on. We've been talking about, you know, pre trib versus post trib. All right. Um, and all that. So, you know, what about resources beside the Bible? Maybe, maybe you're one of those people, you know, who's new or you just, haven't really ever studied the Bible. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't know much about eschatology, which is, by the way, the study of the end times. So, so your eschatology, eschatology, eschatological beliefs, ooh, that's a tongue tie, um, are probably formed then by what others teach and preach. Well, then I urge you, my friends, I urge you to one, study the book of Revelation in light of scripture. All right. Um, Zechariah, Zechariah chapters 12 to 14 is another good place. Um, and I say match those up. Um, another good resource, though, I would recommend is uh, Dr. Michael Brown and Professor Craig Keener's book, uh, Why We're Not Afraid of the Antichrist, Why We Don't Believe in the Pre-Tribulation Rapture. Great book. By the way, I read that book after studying the scriptures out for myself. And then, <clears throat> by the way, they, they they put a whole boatload. I mean, that thing is so scripture heavy. It's amazing. So go out there. You can get that book anywhere books are sold. Physical bookstores, digital download books, so Kindle and stuff. So Dr. Michael L. Brown and Professor Craig Keener, why we're not afraid of the Antichrist, why we don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. So I'm just giving you out throwing out there things for you to use it's your choice uh, you don't have to but I'm just telling you that, that when you believe in nonsense that is not clear in scripture that I believe everything of like this that we believe in we should be able to say oh look there it is in scripture not find our way around it okay like the trinity I know Trinity is a word we use and you won't find the word Trinity or triune nature of God, right? Which means God in three persons, but you will find places where it says stuff like, oh, Jesus told people to baptize in the name of the what? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all three versions of God. Okay, we, will, we, we can find other places where Jesus himself was called Lord and God, right? And he showed himself to Thomas. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Okay? We can, if we go look in the Old Testament, where where it's not as clear, but we can see in places like 
Genesis chapter 18 to 19, where we see, for instance, the Lord called down fire <clears throat> from the Lord in heaven. So Lord mentioned twice. And by the way, it's also in Hebrew. The point of being just to say that is to say, if we believe something, it should be in scripture. We should be able to point it out. So if you say, well, look, the Holy Spirit is going to be taken out. Well, I don't see a Holy Spirit anywhere. It says the restrainer. What that restrainer is, is unsaid and is unclear. So if we say that something is going to happen according to scripture, then please show me in scripture. I'm just using the same mentality, by the way, and I've used it for a while now, that people like Martin Luther used when, when he realized, wait a minute, the Catholic Church... Yo, that doctrine is wrong. And and in one of his, well, what, we, what we would call debates um, in our modern day vernacular, uh, that's what he basically said when he debated um, Catholics. That where is it? Show me it in scripture. That's what I'm asking you out there. If you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, I want to see explicit scriptures that say so. I want to see scriptures that show me that Christ, that Christ himself is going to return twice because I don't see it in scripture. I I want to see if you believe that the Antichrist is so-and-so, show me in scripture. Don't try this roundabout method and we're focusing and saying, well, it's, it's Islam because, well, you know, in Revelation, it tells us, you know, that this one horse, well, in the Greek, it really means green. And, you know, we try this. Whew. I mean, I even get confused listening to these people talk about that kind of thing. I've listened to them before. All right, I've read their stuff. Okay, I'm willing to to read the other side to, to at the very least, get an understanding of why they believe what they believe. You know, at the very least. And also to challenge myself because I don't know everything. But I'm saying all this because, man, man, the church is so ineffective, I believe, because so many believe in this pre-tribulation nonsense. And it's just it just perpetuates a mentality of escapism. I'm going to escape trouble. And then trouble does come. And then, well, all of a sudden, we see people walk away. We see a pandemic show up, a worldwide pandemic, and all of a sudden, people are falling away and walking away. They lost jobs, right? Tough, I get it. You lose a job, you lose a home, okay? You, you, you're wondering how you're going to feed your family. I understand all that. I may have not lost a job, but you know what? I have been in the position of wondering, how am I going to feed my family? Tough things, but to say that they don't come and that we're going to escape tough times, that's what it leads to eventually, apostasy. So if you're wondering why one of the biggest reasons people are apostatizing so often lately, I believe it's because troubles come and they're like, whoa, I don't know what to do. You know, um, Trump didn't get elected like like they thought they would get reelected from. So people are ranting and raving against the prophets and such. And let me give you a hint, by the way, Ooh, it ain't over yet. That's for another show. And and people fall away. 
you know, you name it, what happens? Okay, churches close down. Which, by the way, that's a personal choice to, you know, obey the government over God. But, whatever. And, and so, people apostatize. In other words, those who were once saved decide to walk away. Why? Because, according to this belief system that they have, trouble's not supposed to come my way. Jesus is going to take me out of that when he comes back. Even though Jesus explicitly said in John, you know, in this world you will have tribulation. But to worry over it, to walk away, no. Or to be of good cheer, for we are to focus that Jesus has overcome the world. That is our focus. Not getting out of trouble. Not when we're out of here. Not what the mark of the beast is or isn't. Not who uh, the Antichrist is or is not. Or the false prophet. Or where or when or who or any of that. But to focus on that Jesus has overcome the world. Can I get an amen? I'm going to continue this thread in tomorrow's episode about this because I really 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 want to help you out there focus on what really matters and to provide you hope and, and to tell you man as long as you got Jesus and you decide to stay in Jesus don't worry about anything because he has overcome the world can I get an amen hallelujah on this one so like I said let me give you a reminder before we end our show hey you click that link and leave me a voice message if you feel, you know, you want, you disagree. Maybe you agree, or maybe you want to hear something else or more of a subject that I've talked about. Leave me a voice message and most likely you'll be featured in a future episode. Or my email address is also in the description. So email me as well. All right. So love you out there. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Hey, share this broadcast. All right, you click that share button and you share this across social media, wherever, you know, Twitter, Facebook, um, or whatever else is out there. I don't know. I, I only have Twitter and, and Facebook. So God bless everybody. This is your host, Pastor David of Restored to Life Church, saying God bless and Jesus has overcome the world. <laughs>